Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. to the Wise Men Say podcast, we are going to reflect on another defeat for Sunderland, look ahead to another game and maybe slag some people off and reflect on the fact that no head coach stroke manager has been appointed as of yet. Time of recording, 7th of February, 1644. Okay, uh, if we have put a, a bonus pod out, you might have noticed that on your feed. So it might be worth listening to that one first because we're going to refer to a 10-minute interview that I had with Luke Edwards from The Telegraph earlier on. Of course, Luke broke the story last week that um, Sunderland had offered Roy Keane the job, and he is doubling down on that. So it is worth going to listen to that if you haven't already. It's probably the best way to do it. And then come back here and join us as we refer to that. By us, who do I mean? Uh, Gareth Barker, as always. Hi. Hi. That's it. What's going on, Gareth? What's going on? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we are also joined uh, by a long-time friend of the show, but a while uh, since he, we've had the pleasure of him joining us, and that is uh, Andy Dawson. Good evening, Hello there. Good, Good evening, evening, fellas. Trying to think of the best way to introduce you. A podcast known by numerous podcasts. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mins and top type fly machine, top, top flight time machine. time machine being the the big two, I guess. That's right. Yeah, that's me. A, 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 a job as a podcaster. It, it seems Great. it sounds embarrassing, but that's kind of what I do. Yeah, we've we been, now, we, well, we've yeah, we've been unsuccessful in, in managing to make that a, a reality. There, to be fair, we haven't really tried, but it would be nice. I was just talking to you before. Uh, did we give you a podcast and debut? Have you ever done a, de- a podcast before? I think you might have done. Yeah, I think you might have done oh, way back go. early, early doors. I think. Mm. Yeah, I think you discovered me. We'll, we'll say that. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, we yeah. will. We will want an honourable mention in the book. So just, uh, <laughs> I'd like to apologise. <laughs> Created a monster. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Yeah. right. Okay. Fair enough. Right. Um, Okay. We try and brush over the game. You know, how how often do we, how long do we want to sit and talk about a a defeat for uh, following on from a 6 0 drubbing of Bolton? Uh, Sunderland played the worst team in the league at home Mm. and were um, beaten again. So, uh, I mean, where do we even start with this? 
you know, we, we, we will have a moan about the nature of this non-managerial appointment and stuff, which will kind of lead into this. But we, when we recorded this pod last week, Gareth, on the Tuesday, we said, we just, you know, we were assuming that Dodds and Proctor were going to take the team because there'd been no announcements to suggest that. And it seems like they've just looked at this game and thought, well, we put anybody out and beat them. Yeah, well, we didn't know it was going to be them to take the team. I guess there'll be somebody. Phil said he thought it would probably be but, um, them, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Is that what they said? I can't even remember. It, was, it feels like about four years did, ago, yeah. to be honest. He did. He said Dodds and Proctor, he would have thought. Um, hmm. But there was, there'd been no statement well, or think, confirmation by that point. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it didn't go well, did it? I mean, let's be honest. It, it wasn't... Um, it, it was baffling, really. And obviously, I feel bad because obviously, you know, for another friend of the show, I guess, in um, Michael. I don't uh, think this is on proper. The, like, yeah, he's just. Support. I don't know. I'm going to blame him if you listen. <laughs> so, yeah, he it's was your just, fault. you know, yeah. I know he problem with that. He's just, he's just support. No, but he's just supporting the team. He, well, he wasn't here well, to lead know. on it. Well, I don't know what influence who's picking the team. I mean, there's all sorts of rumors going around that they didn't even pick the team. So, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like what? This is, I mean, we're, we're, we're kind of drifting into an area probably we don't want to in terms of talking about sort of the managerial stuff, but it's difficult to kind of separate the two things when you're like talking about, you know, how we ended yeah. up getting to the point where we're 2-0 down to Doncaster at half time. Like, so let's start with the team selection. Let's go back to the team selection. And, you know, a big criticism, Andy, of Speakman um, has been that he's left us short in the centre-back area in particular. Mm. Um, when he referenced, you know, the four centre-backs we have, Jumajli was one of them. Mm. He didn't even make the bench the weekend for tactical reasons, we were told. And he's gone with three centre-halves, one of which was Carl Winchester. Well, yeah, I mean, you're talking about who picked the team and who didn't pick the team. Carl Winchester certainly didn't pick the team because if he did, he wouldn't have put himself at uh, centre-back. Um, yeah, that, that that was absolutely baffling to me. Um, I, the thing is, whenever we've played four at the back, especially away from home, we've generally got whipped. So the three at the back has, has been more favourable to us over the season. Um, but then again, the personnel that we've got doesn't suit that. Uh, as he, he said, we've been, we've been stripped of defenders at the end of the, the transfer window. Flanagan went on, on deadline day. Uh, we've had two transfer windows now, and we haven't managed to recruit uh, any kind of recognised right back. So Carl Winchester has played there in a back four as right back for part of the season, successfully at first, then maybe not so much. He's now a centre back, which is not his position. So, uh, I mean... I'm completely at a loss as to almost why we went to three at the back again, because mm-hmm. that 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 seems to me that that baby has been thrown out with the bathwater in terms of the business we've done in January. You don't have enough centre backs to play three at the back yeah. unless you're going to draft somebody into that three like Winchester. I'm trying to get me your head around the thinking behind the whole thing because I know that. You know, the, the people made the point after the Bolton game that you've just made there that we a lot of our good hands have actually come and we've had a back four. We've actually looked better with back three, but as you've just said, but then you go and sell Flanagan. Right's not fit. Mm-hmm. So you can't just say, oh, well, we've looked better with that system if you don't have a place to suddenly 
to play it before we move on other areas of the of the, of the pitch. Um, Remember I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, don't you said there, Andy, before we came on air, don't us were crap as well. Let's let's fuck, let's remember that. And then you you were just waiting for Carl Winchester in the right of a back three with respect. You're just waiting for the first ball to be popped over his head mm. because if you're playing football against the side, lining up like that, that's what you're going to do. Where's the first goal come from? Ball over the top yeah. to that side. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they were Doncaster first 10 15 minutes, they were almost comical. They were so bad. I thought, I thought, if we get a goal here, we'll get four, we'll get five. And then it didn't happen, and they just creeped back into the game and, and got their first goal. And then after that, it was kind of, I mean, I was walking across to the match with my son, he was only 14, and I turned to him and I said, We're going to get beat today, aren't we? And he went, Yeah. So he's only 14, he knows how it goes. And uh, you know, I wasn't surprised in the slightest that we got beat because that team they put out. I mean, three at the back and then two deep-lying midfielders. We're playing against the team that's bottom of the league. You're playing against the team that got absolutely battered in midweek. You know, you've got Jermaine Defoe on the bench to use at your will, almost like a cheat mode, whichever point of the game you want to put him on. And we come away from there with a 2-1 defeat. It's scandalous. Mm. I think, the, you know, it's interesting that the, the kind of, again... We say this every time with a window. There's always generally a positive spin put on a transfer window, no matter who you've brought in. Um, and you know, on the, I know Danny did a poll and it was on the um, uh, unfiltered podcast, and something like ninety two percent, you know, people were happy with the business. Then you've got what we did on our poll was basically about. 50% was saying like they'd give it eight or nine out of 10 the business. Then you come to Saturday, the only January recruit who starts a game is the centre back, mm. and everyone else is on the bench. Now, it's like, well, we've had some of these players. I know Clark joined later in the window and sort of Roberts joined halfway through, but you're thinking, well, what? What is the benefit of bringing these players in if you know they they can't get onto the pitch after you've been battered six nil and you've won one in six? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, this, what, yeah this, I mean, this is another thing. We're bringing in players who have operated at levels above where we're at now, which is on paper is great, but they don't have minutes under their belt. We're not able to throw them into the team. How long is it going to take? Three or four weeks for them to get into the team? I mean. We had that at the beginning of this season with with Pritchard. It took him a long time to get mm. up to speed, and and then he had a good a good spell of form. But that's kind of dropped away again, albeit with the rest of the team because yeah. they've all gone right off the rails. So but that, that that then takes me back to the thing I'm saying about um, having to play with a back four because you've brought in the likes of Roberts and um, and Clark who play wide. So they're not going to be wing backs exactly. So you know what, what's the strategy? What's the philosophy? Well, this was the other That's thing, the and word, this was it? this yeah. was the other thing in the team selection. So the first obvious one was was it's looking like a back three in Carl Winch. And some people could see, oh, it's one of them things where you know the shape slightly, you know, he pushes on a fullback and stuff. He, he was a centre half essentially, right? Yeah. And then the and then the other thing is um, how you when you play a three four three. And I don't, don't want to get bogged down with numbers and stuff, but it is what you do with the front three. So previously, when we've done it, we've had Stewart up front, and we would have wingers playing to provide the width. 
if you're going to play two in the sort of 10 row behind, and on paper, Pritchard and Embleton playing behind Stewart kind of works because you've got two creative players who can play in the pocket, who can score good goals. However, if you do that, where's your width coming from? That's the issue. And yeah. Gooch has the characteristics to play that position, I would say, but he's, he's out of form. On the other side, Sirkin has showed absolutely nothing to suggest he's a couple player wing back. So Sergan, you've, got, like, you've got no width at all in that team on, he was, on the weekend. About 50 minutes into that game, Sergan was having to recover, running back, and he was running in treacle. He was knackered. Mm. Like, we, you know, going back, uh, Junger was playing for them. So we don't forget we got rid of him. We got rid of Denver Hume. You know, we got, got rid of Tom Flanagan. You, you know, it's... What what I mean, Sergan, he's probably thinking, Jesus, like I want to play every week, but I need a bit of help. Well, this is the thing we're throwing all our eggs into the youth basket. We've got, you know, we're talking about having a lack of centre backs, and one of those centre backs who's playing week in week out is just turned eighteen. Yeah. Plus, he's not even our player to start with. No. You know, you 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 can't. That's not the foundations of a promotion campaign. Having a, a young kid, however good he is, and however much potential he's got. He hasn't got a 46-game season in him, and that's been proved over the last month, six weeks, two months, whatever. So we've thrown all of our eggs into the basket of youth. There's, um, In terms of experienced heads that should be able to guide the players on the pitch, you know, we've got Evans. He's in and out of the team. He's rarely 100% fit. And we've got all these kids who haven't really got, you know, what it takes to get through a full... 46 game season. It's very Does, it, it, does Evans it, offer anything more than Ledbit or Power offered? By the way. Nah. Well, as I would argue he offers less. Not on what we've seen so far. There might be more in the tank. I mean, but, you know, we haven't seen it yet. Well, how many lead goals did I know he scored a few penalties, but I mean he scored a few goals last year, didn't he, Ledbitter as well from that area? I think mm-hmm. he must have got about six or seven. Um and you know. I mean, we've been over the power thing before. People, to be fair, people could go, oh, yeah, it's easy in hindsight. And some people still wouldn't say, oh, well, he's failed three times to get promoted or whatever. Fair enough. But I'm, I'm, when, I, when you look at it, is he an improvement? And also, he can play right back. Yeah, he's, and he, I think exactly. he's a leading, I think he's a leading assister in the league from right back. Mm-hmm. So, and the, that team's above us with four games in hand. So, yeah, I mean, it's not in terms of like talking about the data as part of the process and the philosophy. The data suggests that that was a bad move because he is performing at a level um, above what we have available to us, and we let him go for nothing. So, I know some people are probably shouting, going, "Oh, you don't rubbish!" You know, you can't keep going back over that, and you know, fair enough. But it, it doesn't look great on paper, does it? Um, but you know, I know you mentioned we. Well, I guess we signed Huggins, didn't we? Andy? I know you mentioned we hadn't signed a right back, but he's got like a broken back or something, hasn't he? So, I mean, we're not going to be seeing him again for the rest of the season, are we? Realistically, yeah. Um, and we've got a right back who's not been deemed. Oh, I forgot about have, him, yeah. To have we have signed another one, keep forgetting but that's about the him. thing. I mean, I, I said recognized right back, and Trichium obviously hasn't been near the pitch yet. Now, I don't regard him as a recognized right back, but um, recruitment wise, it's been an absolute mess, I think. Maybe there's, been a, maybe there's been a miscommunication in the whole thing where, like, when they've been talking about Sergan, 
and Hume was coming back, and someone's like overheard them saying, "Oh, we need a tr- we need try to try Hume," <laughs> and then speak, and then Speakman's <laughs> gone on his thing and gone, "Oh, try Hume. He plays Google in the, yeah, he plays in the League of Ireland." And then signed him. And then yeah. now Good we have spot. That. Well done. Good spot. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the reluctance to... You're playing against, like I say, the the, the, the division's worst team. And, and, they've, yeah. and they've beat us and they didn't deem him good enough to start that game. Younger was another one who fell in that category when they just didn't trust him. And yet he's just played against us and... <laughs> come out on come out didn't the even break. I mean the whole I mean the whole sort of attacking shape as well I mean we're comp- to get that three in the back end we've compromised our entire play like the Gooch goes to sleep something like when he's not at it again that ball you're talking about in that channel and it happened again Sheffield Wednesday as well he's absolutely like 20 yards off the pace um and it happened a few times and we got caught mm. once with it. Um, but you've got this situation where people are kind of going, well, I don't really don't really know what I'm doing here. Um, and it, it did transmit into the into the way we played. And we know that when we're bad, like people look as though they can't even put a foot on the ball. Like it's bobbling around between the, the legs and they're giving it away, kicking it, passing the ball out of play, passing the ball behind people, all this kind of stuff. And when it's bad, it just it is bad. And at, at the weekend, I mean, it was arguably we arguably played worse than against Bolton at the weekend. I would I would argue, but some people might disagree. Mm. But uh, yeah, we we just they were all poor teams, so it didn't punish us. And we never really looked like I know we've got the goal towards the end, but we never really looked like I know Embleton hit the post, didn't he? And um, obviously the Stewart one, which was in. And if that goes in, if he gives that, then I guess it might change the complexion of the game. But we had so we had so many things, like extrinsic motivators in that in in our favour at the weekend. And it just goes to show you, doesn't it? It's like that if you if you're not at it on the pitch, you can't absolutely nothing. Yeah, exactly. And everybody can talk, and you can build up euphoria about this, that, and everything. And I thought that when I was watching it, I was like, well, you know, for all the hysteria and stuff and all the, you know, the long-term planning and all the talk, it's about the 11 players on the pitch at the end of the day. And this is terrible. I mean, Absolutely when, terrible. And, and when Defoe came on as well, it was a little bit embarrassing, wasn't it? Like, well, I mean, we're all, def- because we're all like, we're all like applauding kind of like, yeah. oh, it's Defoe coming back. We're 2-0 down to Doncaster. It's like, well, the game, the game is... It's the game. It's not the, the four. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. And and, and the the game by that point had got got to the point where they, they had ten men behind the ball. So how was Jermaine Defoe meant to exactly affect any change and find space and and do anything because you know that that's gone. They, they were just holding on to the lead by that point. It was quite nice to see loads of people streaming out after eighty minutes, <laughs> uh, who I presume had turned up just to say Jermaine Defoe, um, and then. Watching him for eight minutes and then going home. Yeah, um, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I think it's a. Uh, it, it was just like. It's just what it is supporting something that like the last ten days. It's all. It's just been like, the double strength, like, um, squash of Sunderland Football Club, hasn't <laughs> it? Really, it's just like this is exactly what we do. 
we managed to sneak snatch, you know, disaster, you know, from the from mm. the jaws of hope and victory. It's just terrible. It's like so on. Like I can't I'm can't believe we're sitting here today and we're still a yet to appoint the manager. After sacking Johnson last or last last yeah. Sunday, well, it's embarrassing. Yeah. Before we get now. on, before we get on that speaking thing as well, like let's just quickly link this to the Cheltenham game because there's no point us doing a massive preview on a Cheltenham have them, you know, because we're, we're discussing the team. We don't know who's picking it. And, you know, all sorts of rumours flying around. They've confirmed now, having the that we're not going to have a manager stroke head coach in, in place. So um, we're playing against a side who. And this feels irrelevant because we've been beaten off Doncaster at home in front of 40,000. And we saw how one side of the game down at Doncaster was just a few weeks ago. Cheltenham haven't won in 11 league games in 13 games in our competitions. So we're looking forward to the Cheltenham one, Sunderland nil, aren't we? <laughs> it's generally what happens, isn't it, with us? Yeah. I mean, if we don't even know who's picking the team or what's going through the mind, like, you know... What we expect to happen in terms well, of changes to the there's, team? There's, 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 surely there has to be changes. They can't put the same eleven out that they put out on Saturday. Um, getting back to, to Saturday, I thought Matete looked really good when he came. Yeah, he did. Yeah, one positive. Lively, the one played, positive. Yeah, yeah. Played played with his head up, looking to get involved. Um, and if if we are going, we we have to play four at the back because we haven't got the personnel to play three centre backs. We have to go four at the back, and we need somebody who's going to be. Um, protecting that back four, I think. And Matete looks like he's got the the capabilities of doing that. Um, so there needs to be changes. Either Roberts or Clark needs to start. Um, I think you probably well, stick we, both in, don't we you? Need, I mean, we, we, need width, we need width. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't got any. We're like, you could sign all these well, wingers and we're not playing any of them. I, I don't think the full start because I, no. he what, nah. played 18 minutes. Yeah. No. Don't think you know, he'll be on the bench again, I think. I think I'd probably play Evans again and give Neil a rest and put Matetti in for Evans. I'm sorry, yeah. Matetti in for Neil mm-hmm. and have Clark um, and uh, Robert with Pritchard in behind Stewart. And then at the back, I guess you're going to have to put Winchester right back, Circuit and left back. And then probably if right's fit, I'd bring him in for Doyle and then have him well. with Bart. And then that would be, and the keeper the same. That would be it um, for me. Like, I just think like you've, Keep on talking about all these philosophies and all it you've done all this business in January, and then you set your team up in a way that completely undermines everything you've done. It's just stupid. Like it's brainless. It's it is brainless. Like you know, you can read as much as many passages out of management textbooks as you wish. You've still got to apply some logic to, to yeah. things that you do and. At the moment, isn't it? It's not joined up, is it? I mean, the fact how how uh, how surprised he was with the result when you know the rest of us looked at the team sheet and thought, not sure, <laughs> not sure about that. And this is the thing that links back to Roy Keane, isn't it? Like, oh, you know, he won't be able to get into this uh, modern data-driven stuff and all that. But yeah, at the end of the day, you know, he more knows more about football than most people have, you know, will ever know I mean, uh, about football. Yeah, I think I think that 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 kind of point of view is 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 embarrassing almost. I mean, football hasn't changed that much since Roy came as a player or a manager. And as a player, he's won every domestic honour there is. So, you know, I think Kane probably knows more about football than Lee Johnson has forgotten. 
Well, it's not oh. like he's sitting on his hands either, is it? He's been at yeah. Villa, he's been at Ireland, you know, he's been yeah. at the Euros. Been at Forest yeah. for a little bit, he's yeah. He's been at Forest. He's not, and he's been obviously, you know, watching football, you know, analysing football on a weekly basis. <laughs> I think it's a little a little bit insulting. Like, people will have their opinions as to why, whether it's a good idea or not, but I think it's insulting mm. to say, oh, well, all you'll do is come in and give them a kick yeah. to the backside. Yeah, it is. All he's going to stand there about and them shout at everybody yeah. and do nothing else. Like he's going to yeah. ignore all the training sessions. He's going to shout at them when they're not yeah. when they're not playing well. It's a really lazy thing. We'll get, we'll we'll have a little break and we'll 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 elaborate more on that. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over twenty years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast. No danger of this being quickly outdated because it's been confirmed that there won't be an appointment before the Cheltenham game. So uh, we can just elaborate a little bit more on what we were talking about in terms of our feelings about Roy Keane. But um, speak, Christian Speakman has come under pressure, Andy, for the probably for the first time from the from the wider fan base. He's had a nice little number so far, hasn't he? But uh, you know, if Jan- the January window was hasn't worked out like some people wanted it, he's he's his pressure's doubled up now because um well, quite frankly, you know, he should have had a manager lined up before he sacked the last one. Well, I mean, I think Speakman has flown under the radar of criticism for quite a while now, to be to- to be totally honest with you. Um I've never been wholly convinced about him since the off. I mean, he, he walked out of a job at Birmingham as academy manager just before they mothballed their academy and he talked his way into a job as a sporting director um, with us, which is a significant upgrade, I think. Um, Obviously, he'll have been part of the process of bringing in Lee Johnson as manager. I didn't rate Johnson either. It's easy to say that with hindsight, but I I really didn't. Um, But it, it just seems as though everything that seems to be going wrong well, it's all, it's all on his watch, basically. He's the sporting director, so if we are shy in defence at the end of a transfer window, that's on him, because he's overseeing everything. If we haven't got enough centre-backs, that's on him. The under-23 situation, um, Dickman left for, for Newcastle and hasn't been replaced. Um, Four months I mean, ago, that one is. Yeah, getting, getting back to the, the thing about um, recruiting a new manager... I heard the podcast that he did 
the unfiltered, the official club podcast on Saturday, I think that came out. And he, he actually said then they've been looking at coaches for the last year or whatever. Nothing sinister or whatever he said, but this is just part of what you do. You're always looking for the next thing or for how you can progress and grow and all this sort of thing. With that in mind, if you're looking at coaches all the time, how's it taking eight days to get absolutely nowhere, which is where we are now? And we're, we're two games into the 17-game window that we have to try and achieve automatic promotion, which I think is, is gone. gone. Whoever comes in now is looking at playoffs and Wembley, and that's the job. That's the immediate And in job. some form before the playoffs start, yeah. Well, exactly. You need to get some form. To, if you don't get that form, you're not going to be in the playoffs. So you've got to turn around what's been a rotten January. You've got to get them playing. You've got to get them into the top six. That's not even a given at this point in time. Um, so, yeah, I think Speakman is getting some criticism and it's all justified. And I think it's been a long time coming. To be I mean, what do we think about the, you know, this... You know, and Danny pressed him a bit, didn't he, on the on the Flanagan decision? Um, and I appreciate there's only so much you can do in in, in that regard. But then he was sort of like, "You've got to be respectful, and oh. you, you've got a duty of care to these players." And you're like, "No, no." You, you, you say, "You say, you say, you're not leaving until we've brought a replacement in." Yeah, yeah, and, if we, exactly. and if we don't bring a replacement in, I don't care if you sit in Cheltenham and your agent's starting to look at houses for you. Yeah, you're not leaving. Well, I mean, this this is the thing. Flanagan himself said that the deal at Shrewsbury brought him some kind of sorry, security. Shrewsbury, not Cheltenham. Yeah, he, he might have got to Cheltenham for some reason, but yeah, I think he said it, it. It brought him some security. Well, I'm sorry, you're a League One footballer. There is very little security uh, playing at that level. The vast majority of transfers, League One and League Two, are free transfers. Players are out of contract. They're snapped up by clubs. You bounce them from club club on two year deals or whatever, and. I'm sure Flanagan, Flanagan would find a club well, in the summer. Definitely find he's a out of contract, no problem at all. But until then, he's needed here. And, you know, he was one of our better, better defenders first half of the season, gone a little bit awry the last few weeks, but they all have. The idea of um, letting him go without any kind of replacement to come in when we're already on the bare bones and we've got players who are injury prone as defenders anyway is, I, I, I can't get my head around it. It's ba- it is baffling. Like uh, this, the the whole like thing. I mean, that whole thing as well with Johnson. It was with it said the same with Hume. It's like all oh, like it plays well being with Johnson. It was all oh, well. It would be disrespectful to um to like you know start engaging with other people before obviously we've made a decision on on Lee Johnson. All this kind of stuff. It's like well, which nobody believes. Come on, surely. come on. Like it's the game. Surely like, nobody believed that. We thought, you I haven't thought got, he was just saying that for legal reasons. It's not like we've got one. It's not like we've got one game every two weeks. We're playing sometimes four times in the space of like 15, 16 days. The see the gate, it's ebbing away. Like they've they've made a change to save the season. And at the moment, in, in that stroke, they have they've ended the season. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you mean, know, the, to... Another point, you're talking about the two games, um, Doncaster and Cheltenham, where we haven't got a coaching in place. The two games that have derailed our season were um, Wickham and Lincoln, which we could have postponed. And there would have been room to play them in the calendar. And we brought back the lads um, from their loan spells, put Patterson in, in goal. So two games there, one point out of six, six goals conceded. 
and it's just spiraled from there. I know I imagine that wasn't a Lee Johnson or an entirely Lee Johnson decision to go ahead with them games when we could quite easily have postponed them. I imagine as the sporting director, Speakman will have been involved in that as well. And even then, that just seemed ridiculous to play those games with a bare bones team that we had. I mean, he, so, he made that. I mean, to be the starting 11 at, um, at Wigan was quite strong. We did play well in that game, but there was nothing, nothing much nothing behind. On the bench. Nothing, nothing behind nothing it on the was bench there. Um, and I think you're, you're right, it has come, you know, and it was actually Speakman who came out the night before the game and kind of made this big, like, to do about, like, you know, the protecting the integrity of the game and all this kind of stuff oh, again. Yeah, so it's all it's all this kind of stuff. He loves a bit it? of that, doesn't he? <laughs> but it's all but this is it. We're going like, oh well, it's nice for Tom to go to um Shrewsbury and it's it's nice to not call these games up. But it's and it's good to be nice to Lee Johnson and sacking him and not speak to anybody else. Like no. come on, like grow spine. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Football it, is a ruthless exactly. it's ruthless. Border- it's a ruthless, borderline disgusting business. It is. At times. It is. And there's there's no morals in football. So, you know, to, to start pretend that we've, we, we've got a duty of care yeah. to players and things like that, well, you, you're hamstringing yourself by doing that because that's does, how it works. It does worry us a little bit. I mean, I, know, I don't know if this might be a bit of a stretch, but we are soft. Yeah. Yeah, we are. You know, like... Yeah. I'm not saying you, you, you know, you, you don't, you know, you can play hard and then afterwards kind of go out, you know, shake hands after. Like, people, you know, you know, you, there's not a problem with that. But I think, like, if you, yeah, are we, are we, do we have a culture of sort of weakness? I don't know. Like, well, we are soft, but that kind of ties with what I said before about we were throwing all our eggs into the youth basket and we haven't got, we're probably lacking one or two players that have got that kind of character and that kind of grit that you need for this league, because we'll touch on the philosophy thing about wanting to play a certain way. And I'm sorry, but in league one, it's all about winning matches and about getting out of this league. And then you can employ your philosophy in in the championship. Um, Other clubs are doing better than we are without philosophies of getting out of this league. Um, it's it's almost pretentious, I think, to think that you can have a philosophy and want to play. So you want to play a certain way, right? You want to play with the ball on the pitch and you want to pass it around and all this kind of thing. Well, that that's nice if you if your home pitch is is in good nick, which it now isn't, so we can't really play that way. But you're playing at twenty three other grounds throughout the season, and you're playing at clubs that don't necessarily have the funds to be able to look after their pitch as well as we possibly can. So that's a variable you've got no no control over. You know, and we've been done time and time again away from home against teams that have, have not let us play that way and have bullied us. So, you know, you're in League One. It's 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 really straightforward. You've got to get out of this league and you've got to do it whichever way you've got to do it. Yeah, I just think it's, you know, uh, there's a mixture of things you need, isn't there? So I think this data-driven approach and the young players, and the, I agree with it as a long-term strategy. I do think it's the right way yeah. to go. But that can only be the overall structure you still need to think about now. And I, mm. I've said this before about speaking without slagging them off, but I have tweeted about this previously, so I'm not being wise after the event. Whenever I hear him do his, his interviews and stuff like that, and we all you know, joke about the management talk and stuff like that, don't we? Um, 
but it's all mid to long term, mid to long term, mid long term. And yeah, I've said yeah, before, yeah. Yeah. there's a massive absence of short term here as well. Mm-hmm. So it's all well and good having this as your um, structure and your plan mm-hmm. and your main model. But you still need to look now and say, right, but we still need a spine of a team now who's going to get yeah. this team promoted now. That even links back to, you know, something we've discussed many times over here. And it reminds me of when we signed, when we when we refused to sign Yannam Villa because he only had six months left on his contract and they didn't want to pay five million quid for it. So went and signed on Dongle instead because he was younger and he was seen yeah. to have a sell-on value. Well, that worked out well, didn't it? Sometimes you just go for the the players who are ready to do it now. And and I guess there was an element of that in Pritchard and Evans. But as we just said there, Evans, I think we've let better players go than, than Evans. So Well, it, it's it's quite a cute thing, isn't it, to say this is a mid to long term project, which is the word that keeps getting used. Because then by definition, that's you saying, well, it might not go well straight away, but you've got to stick with me because I've got a philosophy here and there's a project. And maybe, you know, maybe you haven't. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you're just saying that to keep yourself in a job. Mm. I think there is an element of self-preservation. Oh, Totally. Definitely. I think, you know, and, you know, we're at the stage now where we're looking at, they've created through a variety of different channels, whether or not they're all singing from the same hymn sheets, another thing. I know like sort of Chris has sort of highlighted the likelihood is, well, the source for a lot of this keen stuff is clearly, you know, our dear old friend, Mr. Methvin, um, who's telling everybody we just need someone to give them a kick on the backside or this. And then you got like Louis Dreyfus, like, you know, pouring petrol on the fire by like lighting stuff. And then you've got like <laughs> Speakman coming out and going like, oh, well, yes, we've got to do um second round of interviews. It's like, it's, it's not a call centre, mate. Like, yeah, what do you want to gonna... do? Well, he's got to do some calls to see if yeah, he's I was going to say, what, what happens next? Are they going to come in and do some, go through some role play scenarios <laughs> <Exactly>. together? <laughs> like, you what know, are you doing? I, I mean, I mean, I've got no, I've got no problem with the sport and director model and having some kind of structure above the head coach or the manager, or whatever job title they've got. But I can't see if Roy Keane comes in, Roy Keane is going to see straight through Speakman. Yeah. So Speakman is away at the end of the season, I think. And bring in another sporting director, tweak the model. You know, the philosophy can change. It doesn't have to be set in stone just because he's wandered, waltzed in from Birmingham City uh, just before they pulled the shutters down on his academy. You know, uh, there's got to be other people out there that can do a better job. I agree. I mean, you know, not you can't just say, well, this idea of a, like a long term plan, you know, the the pieces are the pieces have to be changeable. You can't just say, yeah, well, this person can do what they want for five years, <clears throat> and we're terrified of changing it because it's the plan. You can't well, well, do. The, you can't was the do plan that. to have was the plan to have no defenders? That <laughs> yeah. doesn't seem like a very good plan to me. Like exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just think, yeah, it does make, it, we're, we're massively speculating here, of course, but it does make you wonder. And I know we spoke to Luke, didn't we? And, and you know, I'm, I'm taking you, you know, you've both listened to that, where Luke is adamant that Roy Keane thinks he's been off of the job and, and he's not buying any of this second round of interviews talk. I guess the concern is that Speakman is at odds with somebody else there. Maybe for reasons you, you've suggested there, Andy, that he fears for his own future and he's not daft and he thinks, you know, if I bring Roy Keane, it's going against everything I want and I'll be gone at the end of the season. Yeah. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interview some more people. 
Um, and well, you just it, hope that you hope that two different people aren't having conversations with different. You know, it's all over the place, isn't it? Potentially. To to me, there's a similar vibe to what there was three weeks ago with Lee Johnson and Jermaine Defoe. I, I saw that press conference with with Johnson, and his body language said to me that he didn't want Defoe here because it didn't fit in with the plan or the structure or whatever. And Defoe has come in. Because, I mean, Johnson's never really coached anybody of, of Defoe's calibre before and level of professionalism. And now I think it's it's repeating itself with the the idea of Keane coming in. And like I say, he will see through Speakman straight away. Straight away. I think, you know, that, and I, and I think it, I think it's taking into account with Keane as well. I think, you know, that, yeah, he might see through him, but like he's worked in modern football. He'll have seen people like him floating about. So yeah, 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 it might. It doesn't mean he can't work with them. He'd probably just be like, you know, mm. yeah, okay, I know what I need to do here to get to the next bit. Do you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, I mean, by all means, have a sporting director. I think Keane said himself in the past that he wouldn't be against that working with a director yeah. of football or whatever. It takes some of the pressure away in terms of contracts and players and things like that. You can have a team working on recruitment. It's it's perfectly feasible. But um, the, the personnel of the sporting director needs to be the right man for the job and they need to prove that they are capable of doing it. And I see there are red flags left, right and centre as far as I'm concerned with, with what we've been through over the past 14 months. Well, you know, it's going to be a massive summer regardless of where we are. Isn't, yeah, isn't yeah, of course. Where, and, it, you yeah. know, again... And as it stands, we're looking at year five in this league. Mm. So where's the philosophy and the strategy and the structure and everything then? What do we do? Do we scrap it all? Five-year plan, isn't it? Did, I mean, you know, did, did any of the other big fish spend that long down here? don't think they did. did Lee, Sheffield, Sheffield, Sheffield United, United. Kind of didn't count. I don't think they're kind of the size of the rest. Like, you know, Sheffield Wednesday, for example, Leeds, Man City, I don't think any of those club oh, wolves. I don't, I don't think. think uh, yeah, none of them. None of them down this I long. Think. I think Leeds might have done about four years. I think they did four yeah, or five. Did, yeah. Um, but Leeds was a basket case of a club then. Yeah. So that you can kind of understand why, and we <laughs> apparently are not a basket case of a club, but looking at it, maybe we are. Mm. I mean, now they're just a, they've completely they've created a massive problem for themselves now. And said before, you know that they've made a change and for the good, and like they've they've managed to turn it into, you know, make an absolute pig's ear of it. And now <laughs> we're in a situation where a lot of the fan base online, anyway, because it's difficult to be fair again speaking to people outside of the internet and stuff like that. You don't know what they they think, but the feeling really is that if you don't, if they don't get keen now, anyone else, it doesn't matter. And well, That's anyone it. else, anyone, anyone else, else is going to know their second best, or the yeah. second choice. Anyone else is the, Phil. Anyone else is now is Phil Parkinson in everybody's eyes, basically. Yeah, Phil Parkinson too. And well, I mean, you know. to me, to me, Grant McCann is Simon Grayson two point zero. Well, you know. I guess he's kind of a bit bit of. Because I mean, looked at. I don't know if we talked about. It, I don't think we did. But looked at his record before last week's pod. And we never got onto it. But he had. Um, I think he had three wins in about twenty games. He went on a run where they won one in seven, and then they won one in nine, and then they won eleven of the last fifteen games. 
Mm. But it's very, that's very familiar, isn't it? Johnson-esque, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, basically, fundamentally, this is a massive club. And I know that we've got no divine right to be where we want to be, but this is a massive club with a massive support. And it's time that the people running it started acting like it was a massive club and started to think as though we're not, we shouldn't be at this level. I remember when, when Mohamed Al-Fayed took over Fulham and they were in the third tier and he just went, right, let's get Kevin Keegan in. Let's sign Chris Coleman from Blackburn in the Premier League. We, we're not going to be here for very long. We're already looking towards promotion from the championship and they did it. And the mentality at this club, if you're looking at people like um, Grant McCann and even Alex Neal, is like, what's our aim? Our aim is to maybe finish 15th in the championship next season. Because you do that, you could quite easily go down the plug hole again and end up back in League One again. So if I don't know if Roy Keane would be the best manager for us. We don't know. He hasn't managed for such a long time. But it's that kind of appointment that we need somebody who doesn't belong in this league because we need to act as though we don't belong in this league and do something about it. Sharpish. Yeah, agree. agree. And never and, and never forget it because, you know, some people along the way try and um, try and have a pop at you if you dare to think like that. But of course, it is, of course, correct. That's a great place to go out on, I think. So thanks for joining us, Andy. I know it's no been problem. a while, but as I've said, uh, as we said, every single guest who we get on, that is down to our mere laziness rather than anything else. Um, and uh, yeah, <sighs> he's opened Bring up his. Can, yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. Hopefully, they can give us something to cheer about, uh, and we know where we stand with the manager before the end of the week. So don't forget to go and check out that uh, bonus content if you haven't already, uh, where I chatted with Luke Edwards from The Telegraph earlier, where he gives us his stance or his understanding of where things are in relation to Roy Keane. As always, thanks for listening. (laughs) 